Hello, and welcome back to the Kimberly Levy podcast. For those of you that are new around here, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Kimberly Lovey. I'm a wife, a mother of two and a half, and I am a blogger, a brand builder, and podcaster. So thank you so much for listening. Welcome aboard. This is a safe space for us just to hang out, have fun, and enjoy each other. This is baby number three for me, and I am due in March, like many of you. I'm currently 34 and a half weeks pregnant and I am recovering from COVID. So please, please ignore and excuse my congested voice here. If you want to hear what the COVID experience was like for me pregnant, you can check out the last couple episodes. I had uh, three mini episodes dedicated to how things were going. I have since tested negative and we're on the mend here, but just still having some residual congestion and uh, feeling great though. And thanks again to all of you that were concerned in reaching out. I appreciate that. So with that, let's dive in to this episode and get you ready for baby. Okay, so today's episode is really directed at my pregnant mamas. And I have been on some amazing Facebook groups that are for March 2022 due dates. And something that I keep seeing over and over and over are these questions that are kind of focused on what should I pack for the hospital bag? What should I bring my baby home in? What should I be wearing on the way home? And those are all somewhat valid questions, but I also am sitting here thinking there's a lot that people are not asking that they should be asking and I think that it's because they're first time moms or some of us they some of us we just forgot what are those like kind of smaller items that we actually need and so as many of us prepare to actually give birth we're really trying to make sure we have everything that we really need so I decided to come on and share a bunch of items, not expensive items for the most part, but items that you really do need for your baby that either, again, if you already have kids, you probably forgot what you need for the baby for some of these. Uh, If you're a first time mom, you probably just have no idea. And again, these are not, you don't need to have every single item and every baby's different. So chances are you're gonna be Amazon priming, you know, things to your house you're gonna have to still get last minute things anyway, and all of that's fine. But I figured if I could at least share what I definitely know worked for us for our past two kids, I figured that would perhaps help everyone feel a little bit more prepared and yeah, just really get you ready in a way that that you wouldn't otherwise be. So with that, please don't stress out. I would take out a pen and paper because there are a lot of items here And again, these are not big to do items that should have been added to your baby shower list necessary at all. They're just things that I know are gonna be practically helpful in the lives of your newborn. Okay, so I basically broke it up into three buckets. So three buckets of types of items that you're gonna need. And so the first one I'll go through, but I'll just tell you the three buckets. Self-care, so what specifically are you going to need to take care for your to take care of yourself kind of leading up to the birth and then also postpartum the second bucket is nursing items so anything to do with nursing and again i'm going to say that for nursing i personally am choosing to breastfeed so it will be from the lens of somebody that's breastfeeding and i also have had to supplement in the past so i will speak on that a little bit and just to be clear this is by no means a you should be nursing you know breastfeeding versus formula fed discussion whatsoever because candidly i think as long as our kids are fed that is the most important thing and this is a judgment-free space so it's definitely not focused on that it's just more around specifics um, on nursing just from my lens and i can best speak through Uh, breastfeeding with some supplementation for formula. So I will talk a little bit about that. And then the third bucket is the actual baby care. So what specifically you're gonna need for the baby. 
And again, these are not your major items like your docketots and your major, it's nothing. These are not the big heavy hitting items. These are the practical day-to-day -day type items you will need that nobody really is talking about. And candidly, you forget about it after, you know, the first couple months of having a baby. So I hope this is just really helpful to refresh um, or just kind of make you aware of some things to consider as you are continuing your preparation for your sweet little angel to join us soon. Okay, so with that, let's go back. So self-care, bucket number one. Ready? Pen and paper, guys. <laughs> um, all right, so self-care. So these are some things that I realized I should have done or ended up doing my second baby and I will do for this baby. And you might not like some of it, but it's stuff that is really helpful. So the first one is I personally remove my long nails. Like if you have acrylics, when you have a baby, it's really easy to scratch your baby or, you know, you're using your hands a lot and your baby's really delicate or, you know, sensitive. They have sensitive skin and things like that. So for me, I just find it much better to have shorter nails. And also it might be a while until you have the chance to get out to the salon. So the last thing I want is for you to kind of have your acrylics and realize, oh my gosh, my nails need to come off and I have no ability to get to the nail salon and what was I thinking? And then all of a sudden you're stuck trying to like deal with that situation, cutting off your own nails or, you know, it, it just, you guys know, if you, if you have your nails, you understand. Uh, same with gel. I'm probably going to just remove my gel nails and just go completely natural and have my nails buffed. And then, you know, once I can finally either get to the salon then or have somebody come find someone that can come to my house uh, safely, then I will probably, you know, reembark on my nail journey. But for now, I just think the low maintenance plan is really the best if you want to put some light polish on something that you can handle when uh whenever on your own is really the best thing believe me like i'm very high maintenance i love all of my maintenance but this is something that i just think you should be aware of and think about so that you're not stuck with a bad set of nails um that kind of along those same lines as far as like maintenance type stuff um if you have hair extensions like permanent ones i would probably remove those as well and really just again simplify the maintenance as much as possible very hard for those of us that like our hair we like our nails uh, our lashes it's the same thing if you have lash extensions you know every two weeks is going to be very hard once you've given birth or at least it has been for me um, to just get out of the house for an hour or two um, if you can do it, that's fabulous. I'm not saying you absolutely can't do it. I'm just saying it's going to be a lot harder to get out of the house and do your normal kind of maintenance type routines. And um, I love feeling and looking good and all the self-care, all the girly things. Believe me, I do. Um, but from my experience, when you have a newborn, you're not sleeping, you're not really leaving the house much, you're trying to figure out your nursing, and it's just all these things kind of go out the window. Um, at least for a short time. And then same thing, like get make sure that you schedule your haircut, your color. I have my hair is almost black <laughs> and like my natural hair and I bleach it. So it's, you know, really big roots that come in. So I'm working with my um, beautician to my hairdresser to make sure that I get my roots done, like time it, hopefully not too late uh, so that my hair looks somewhat decent for a while also, they say not to wear perfume. So I had never heard this until we had we'd had a night nurse and she was saying, don't wear perfume. It can like irritate the baby. You know, I don't know. L look into that. But I would just also just something to be aware of is that people coming uh, should be careful not to wear too much perfume. It can, you know, irritate the baby supposedly. Look it up. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I try and go scent free for the most part. That actually includes your laundry detergent. So our whole family switched to all free and clear laundry detergent because if you're holding the baby on like your chest and you have a shirt on or something or someone like your husband's wearing his shirt or sweatshirt, like normal clothes, if it's really strongly scented, it can irritate the baby or like my son, he had sensitive skin. 
So for not only his clothes, but for all of our clothes, we ended up switching away from Tide and moving to All Free and Clear. So um, just something that we learned, again, the hard way that I would have never even thought of, but I just wanted to raise that over to you guys. Okay, so next one is buy Epsom salt and make sure you have a bathtub that you can use. So for me, I gave, um, I, I had an, a vaginal birth for both children, Carter and Charlotte. My kids are five and four now. And there was a little bit of tearing, but very minimal. So I'm not sure what the protocol is for C-sections. I really can't speak to that, but maybe it's a question. So for me, they had me in the bath twice a day for 15 minutes. And I don't normally take baths, so I like to take showers normally. But they want you soaking in Epsom salt for 15 minutes twice a day for like, I think it was a week or two. So I didn't know that at the time. I had no idea. So I never had, I had to like have my husband run out and like get it. Not a big deal, but just something that you might want to consider setting up a bath, uh, bath space for yourself. And again, if you know you're having a C-section, maybe that's just more of a question if you need to take baths or if that's going to irritate your scarring. I don't know. So um, again, I like to stay in my lane and that's something that I went out and bought that I previously didn't know about. Next one is reusable pads. So I know a lot of women, they wear actually like adult diapers and things like that. That's totally fine. I just personally didn't do that and I don't really feel that comfortable doing that. If that's what you're the most comfortable with, by all means, that is absolutely an option. But essentially you're going to be bleeding for five to six weeks, or at least I was. And, you know, it's pretty heavy. At least the first couple weeks is really heavy. And so my friend had told me about Charlie Banana. They're called Charlie Banana. They're reusable pads. They come in all different sizes and absorbencies. And you basically can wear them and then you rinse them and you can wash them so that you don't have like piles of bloody pads. Forgive me for the gory, but it, this is what we're facing, ladies. So that you can just you know, not have piles of trash of blood everywhere and, you know, whatever. I mean, either way, it's really not lovely to be like rinsing it and then washing it and so on and so forth. But at least you're minimizing having to constantly go out and buy packs of these diapers or pads. Charlie Banana. And what I can do, by the way, for all the items is link these on my Instagram and you guys can kind of shop that way a little bit but just look it up. I think I got mine at Target. I don't think they had as many options. And I got this super, I personally know I either need the super plus or the super ones. They have regular, they have like five different sizes depending on the absorbency, but I would go for at least like some super, oh, that's what I did. Some super plus and some super uh, absorbency. And so look those up and those are fantastic and just easy to manage. Okay, the next one is nursing tanks. So I got those at Target. I just think that if you're able to unclip your, it's, a, it's spaghetti strap, and if you can like unclip it and then just nurse, it's less fabric everywhere. And I know there's all kinds of different like nursing tops that have layers and it's just too much fabric for me. Also, you tend to run hot when you have given birth, like your hormones are kind of crazy. I, I normally run really, really cold. But postpartum, I remember being like so hot and sweating. But if you need, you can just throw on a little jacket. But Target, they just have these like you unclip it and nurse the baby and clip it. No muss, no fuss, no fabric, no problems. I've turned all of my friends and family onto those nursing tops. They're not expensive and you can throw them out when you're done because it's almost like you look at them and you're like, ugh, I never want to see these tops again. But that's because you live in them. So, and I do recommend that you get like a larger size just so that, like for me, I didn't want like the top sticking to my stomach, you know, and feeling like I'm fat postpartum, like that's not the vibe. So size up, I would say, so that it's like kind of looser around your tummy so you don't feel self-conscious, just my own personal side note. You need fresh, large granny panties. Again, Target, you can throw them out afterwards just for, you know, the whole, you know, bleeding basically postpartum get large ones and they don't have to be fancy or expensive. I would not waste your money and you can literally toss them when you're done with that. I also like button down jammies because it's just easy to nurse in and I'm all about comfortable and simple, but I think having a pair of like fresh jammies, I had gotten two pairs I think from Target 
that I'd use for both kids. And then I also found some at Nordstrom that are a little nicer, but you don't even need to, again, you don't need to spend a lot of money. You don't need a formal postpartum gown. I mean, you definitely can, like, absolutely. But none of these things need to be expensive. They just need to be functional and comfortable. And I just like the idea of having fresh items more than anything because, I mean, just having that, having fresh jammies is always nice. Okay. Also, make sure that you put your, this kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, make sure you put a hold on any uh, any memberships, like your gym membership, so that you're saving money. So like I normally go to Orange Theory, I'll probably pause my account a week or two before I give birth just to save money. And when I'm ready to go back, they can unfreeze it. So if you can maybe just think through any of those kinds of memberships, gym memberships, dry bar, like your hair, if you do dry bar, any kind of membership that is recurring, you might want to just think about pausing those for now because you can always unpause them whenever you're ready and you don't know when that will be. But for gym, I think it's typically around six weeks that you go back, but it totally depends. It can be longer. Everyone's different. Talk to your OB. But that's just like a quick way to save some money and something you can do in advance. Okay, I also got a waist trainer um, just to help shrink down my uterus. I know that some people would feel like they definitely don't want to do that. Maybe it's uncomfortable. I had spoken with both my OB about this and my personal trainer who has um, sort of like certifications in post postpartum care. So I had asked her. Uh, which one is good and it's basically like a girdle that I wore for like the first month it was very uncomfortable I don't know that I can do it this time around to be honest but I have it so your uterus will shrink back down over time it kind of hurts a little bit too it happens as you're nursing if you're nursing so that helps with it but again maybe it's just more of a question to your OB and maybe if you have like a fitness instructor you could consult with it's something I did that you could consider doing if it makes sense for you and if it's something that you would like to do. And I know that some people have like diastasis recti and other issues and again, C-section. So there's just a lot of variability in all of these recommendations. I'm just putting it out there. This is what I did before, something to consider. Okay, you also need Dermaplast, which is basically like vagina healing spray. So Dermaplast, they gave it to me in the hospital and then I had to go get more. That's something I actually just realized I don't even have any right now that I need to add to my own list. So that's something that if you give birth vaginally, you will you will need that. It, it's very soothing and it's not something that anybody ever talks about or tells you about in advance, but it's something that like ends up being really, really helpful. Okay, three other ones on the self-care and then we're going to move on to nursing. So... Okay, these ones are fun. Plan a meal for after you give birth. So the first time I gave birth, I was dying for sushi my entire pregnancy. So my husband knew to go down the street, get my favorite platter of sushi and champagne, and it was just the best meal ever. So if you're being induced or a C-section in particular, there will be a very long period of time that you will not be able to eat. And so chances are you're going to be very hungry. So right there in the delivery room, I had a wonderful spread of food. The second time my husband brought in from his restaurant and we had our deli food and that was awesome and all the doctors had it and it was really fun and funny because they all went crazy. And um, my OB today still laughs about one of the other doctors that was just all about the food. So think about your postpartum meal and drinks. And then the last two is so my husband has these I'm the daddy scrubs. They're navy blue and then in white writing it says I'm the daddy. And so every single birth he's come in and he wears his scrubs and it makes him feel special. And it's really cute to see him in those scrubs. It's like really, you know, it's just something that's special that we do, just us. It's always just us when we're delivering in the room anyway, even pre-COVID. And so yeah, I'm the daddy scrubs, Google it. You can find it online. And then the last one, before I take a quick pause, is take your first picture holding the baby and having the baby weighed. So make sure that someone catches you, not just like you and your husband, but like you having your baby 
like holding your baby, whenever that will be, like immediately, like the very first time you ever get to hold your baby, it's just the most joyful moment of the entire experience. And I have the pictures for my kids that my husband took. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to hold my babies right away. And I know some, some are not, especially in the COVID world. So whenever it is for you, just make sure you get that because it's just to watch your face is just, there's, I don't know. I, they're the, those are the pictures I have next to my bed that I look at every night because they were the happiest moments of my whole life. So, oh, sorry. There is actually one more. Okay. Placenta encapsulation. So I know a lot of people don't want to do this, but I did do it. So I'll just briefly share about it quickly. And then I'll probably do a whole podcast episode all about it and bring on my placenta encapsulation specialist. So I basically chose to, I chose to look into this because I just thought, wow, if your body is creating this whole other organ and then you're so depleted in nutrients, I, you know, I really wanted to figure out like what were ways that I could replenish my body and also make sure that my mental health was really sound after giving birth. And so, you know, there's mixed data on this and look, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm just another mom. But I found somebody that is super reputable and basically met with her. And for the last two kids I had, and now hopefully this child, we encapsulated my placenta. I will say before you can do that, a reputable person will make sure that you have the right blood work run. And, you know, not everyone can do this. So before your placenta is released, it has to be run through pathology at the hospital and there are many things that need to be checked in order for this to be safe so making sure you don't have hiv or aids in advance strep b i i you know all these health checks on the placenta in advance are important again i am not a doctor you can chat with your ob and you can look for somebody in your area that's reputable but for me this was a lifesaver and a game changer and it was just great to be able to replenish my body and I actually wasn't sure if dry freezing your placenta was going to give you the same live nutrients. So I had previously done a smoothie and had my encapsulation specialist come to the hospital and make a smoothie with my placenta, all my ingredients. And it was not disgusting. It sounds disgusting. Believe me, I know. And you cannot taste it. It was like the best smoothie of my life. And I'm not even just saying that. And so just something that you could consider. I do have to say that I was the happiest postpartum person you've ever seen in your life for both of my kids. And I would like to attribute some of that to having those pills. People that have done it seem to really, really thrive after, after having the pills. And it, they say it gives them energy. So again, look into it. You can totally disagree. No hard feelings, friend. The entire episode today is really all about you just taking what you want and leaving behind what you don't. The next one, nursing. Are you ready for bucket two? This is a bigger item. So I know we talked about, I'm not really talking about the huge items, but I'll just say a couple tidbits on some of these items that I don't think are well known or like broadly discussed for some reason. So your nursing chair, it should it should be comfortable more than anything. So I'm five, eight and a half, and I distinctly remember going and shopping for nursing chairs and being like, these are so uncomfortable, they're so cute and they're so expensive, but they're also really uncomfortable. So a hack that I had created that I've seen nobody else do, and I've ended up doing this for a lot of friends and family is, I went to my local furniture store it could be any, like it could be Ashley Furniture, it could be Wickman's down the street, it could be whatever your, any furniture store, and you basically go and you find like those oversized, like grandpa chairs that are really cozy. They're usually brown and really hideous. Those are the best ones. And what I did was I actually took the time to change out the fabric. So I had them custom make it so that it was in white where you could pick any color of your choice. And they usually have like fabric swatches there. And it ended up being way cheaper even doing all of that. It sounds like it'd be more expensive. But like when you look at the Pottery Barn chairs for $1,200 or Restoration Hardware and all these other, you know, fancy chairs, they're really expensive. And mine was about two thirds of that price. 
right now I know we're in a COVID world and uh, there's labor shortages. So creating a custom chair right now might be tough, but it's just something to consider. At two in the morning, aesthetics go out of the, out the window as far as your chair goes. So I would just say, make sure it's cozy and comfortable. Mine has like an automated switch where, so I don't have like a separate foot stand. It basically, you press a button and then it reclines. So it's a reclining chair, which is so comfortable, oversized. And the other thing, so even if you already have your chair and you're all good on that, the other thing that no one told me about is make sure you have a small table next to it. So it doesn't need to be a big one. It's, I got these little ones from Target. They're like long, rectangular, skinny ones. They're really probably only like, I don't know, 18 inches or something or smaller, really small, just so that you have a place to set down water. Every time you nurse, if you are breastfeeding, you need to be having water. So, and then if you could have like a bowl of nuts or something fatty, that helps with your breastfeeding as well. It helps enrich your milk, the fat. So you're gonna need fat in your diet. So basically just having that on your end table, having a little end table where you can put down your water, maybe a little bowl of nuts, you know, any little things like maybe if you want to put your phone down or something like that, then a really small end table is great. I had one for my son that was brown and one for my daughter that was white and right next to my nursing chair and just really handy, again, not expensive at all. And we still have those pieces anyway next to the chair. Now we use it for like books. Like if we're reading, I could put a book down, things like that. So yes, that cute little end table from Target, the best. Also, okay, there's something called booby bars. And those are, they come in like different flavors, but basically whatever they have in there, they're like lactation bars. Think of it like a granola bar. And they totally helped me. So I ordered those in advance, looked them up. They have just really improved their distribution, their packaging over the years, and they definitely work. So I do recommend those booby bars. I didn't do a lot of like lactation type stuff. There's also mother's milk tea. There's all different ways you can try and increase your milk supply. And I tried a lot of them, but really the one, the, the two things that, well, I'll, I'll share with you a couple things that work the best for me. So again, you're gonna see what works the best for you. And everyone really is different. So booby bars were awesome. I think I get the chocolate chip ones. I already bought my first box. They have them at Target now also, but they're all over. And then, okay, alkaline water. I don't know why, but I just went to Trader Joe's, got a huge box of alkaline water, totally changed my milk. I have no idea why. I don't understand it whatsoever, but I can tell you the alkaline water completely helped. So I don't know if it's more hydrating. I have no idea. Again, ask your OB if you're not sure. Oatmeal in general is really good for milk. Don't know why. Don't have any ideas to what it is about oatmeal, but it I'm telling you oatmeal is very, very helpful. So I would definitely go get some. Bottle sanitizer. So our nanny really like this one sanitizer. I think once I'm in it, I'll know more about this. Sanitizing bottles does not have to be complicated. You can, you don't have to get a sanitizer. I think I really barely used it, but she's kind of insistent. So I'm going to kind of use it this, this new one that we got and I can give you guys a review on it. But seriously, in the past, I would just boil the bottles and the nipples that go with it over the stove. You can run through the dishwasher as long as it says like it's dishwasher safe. So, you know, I don't know. For me, this is sort of a, a soft recommendation just because she swears by it, but she says like, I don't know. She, she loves the sanitizer. I never really used it that much, but again, I can give you an update on that and link it if you're interested in which sanitizer she swears by. She's a night nurse, so she really does know her stuff, so I trust her completely, but that's just something that she had mentioned. All right. There's also witch hazel pads and aloe vera for healing down there as well. Witch hazel pads, you can just get them, you know, again at CVS and aloe vera. You can actually make like padsicles. You can Google it. And I did do that with Carter, my son, my first baby. I didn't do it the second one, but I do still have those goodies. Just some other additional options for trying to figure out healing. Okay, so on the nursing front, there are like heating and cooling pads called bamboobies 
and you basically can either microwave these pads or you can put them in the refrigerator or freezer and cool them depending on what's going on with you. And these are things that I haven't used these exact ones, but I can say that I know that this is gonna be helpful because when your milk is first coming in, you get really engorged. So definitely you're gonna need something to help when you're engorged. I know taking a bath or shower can really help as well. There are breast massagers out there that I haven't used that in the past, but I can definitely see a use case for it. I have heard of women using vibrators also. So I did go ahead and buy the breast massager, massager to prevent any kind of mastitis or to work out any clogs. I've never had any issues with clogs or anything, knock on wood, but when you have a clogged milk duct, you can get fever, infection, you can end up in the hospital needing antibiotics. It's definitely not a joke. And again, consult with your OB, consult with a lactation consultant on these things. But I did go ahead and get a breast massager that was re recommended to me that I can let you guys know how that goes. But just having nursed two babies, I could see that there's, it would probably just feel so good just to have that to release all the soreness and all the engorgement that goes on with nursing, especially at the beginning. Okay, and, and actually to that end, I do recommend if you could make sure you have a resource for a lactation consultant, whether it's through your insurance, through your pediatrician's office, I would just have that as a tool because nursing can be very difficult, confusing, and having a resource for you, like I've used lactation consultants for both of my children and just really really helpful resource believe me uh my and we did really well with nursing overall i didn't have any major problems but even still just kind of having guidance and having someone to reach out to when you're not sure how things are going you know sometimes the babies have lip ties and tongue ties and there can be all kinds of issues with nursing so i would recommend researching in advance like what are the resources available to you through insurance or through other means to just make sure that if you do need that level of support, you have it. And of course, when you're in the hospital, make sure that you meet with a lactation consultant as well. They will give you tips, but I'm telling you a week or two at home and you're probably gonna have some more questions or forget something and it just gets to be tricky sometimes. So I would recommend looking into a lactation consultant and having one on hand nipple cream so the one that i use is mother love healing nipple cream it's clear and organic it is not actually creamy like there's a lancino one that's like white and creamy Ugh, i did not i don't i mean i know a lot of people like that one but i do not like that one this one is almost like a balm like it's almost like it would be a lip gloss like i think it's like made out of beeswax and just really natural ingredients and just feel so good and healing. It's like putting chapstick on your nipples and you're gonna need that because your nipples do get sore. Some people really struggle and have cracked and bleeding nipples from bad latches, things of that nature. So make sure you get the Mother Love Nipple Cream. It is available everywhere. I definitely, are, that's like one of my tip top products that I use and you know, your breast pump, make sure you get a breast pump that really does suit your specific needs. So I was traveling before, so I needed, and I was like almost exclusively pumping. So I needed something that was battery powered, but also kind of a heavy hitting breast pump. So I used the Medela pump and style and I was traveling like on airplanes and airports and all of that. And it was bulky, but it was really good. Um, this time around, I'm gonna actually rent a Spectra because they're like $2,000 or something crazy and I'm not doing that, but it's hospital grade and supposedly is like a great pump. So I'm gonna go ahead and try that. I'm gonna rent it, look into your insurance. I believe insurance will require your OB to write a note and there's some requirements about what it needs to say in order to get reimbursed for renting it. So to that end, if you are gonna rent or purchase a, a breast pump then make sure that you get the pumping kit so there are parts that you need to operate your specific breast pump and I don't know depending on which one you get what comes with it but you'll need probably replacement tubes you need flanges that are the right sizes and just make sure like for the one that I'm renting I had to get a separate kit it was like $50 
I actually had somebody say that some hospitals will give you the kit, so you can ask the hospital about that, maybe save some money that way. But look up, look up your exact model and see if there's any additional kits that need to be purchased with your actual breast pump in advance, because that is gonna be super important. And sometimes you need backup supplies as well. You might also want some smaller newborn nipples, so check the nipple size on your bottles and make sure that it's like appropriate for you know a newborn or a preemie size, like a slower flow nipple, and then you will change your nipple sizes out. So just make sure that you have the right size nipple on your bottles in advance. Again, these are things that people just don't tell you. And then maybe one or two last things on the nursing front, milk storage bags and a Sharpie. So if you plan on storing your milk, there are rules about like how long you can store the milk. So I think it's like five days in the fridge and then five months in the freezer. So after you're done pumping, you want to have a way to store the milk. And if you're just gonna use it fresh, like in the first five days, you probably don't need any plastic bags. But if you're like me and you wanted to store milk kind of for the future, again, because I was working, I'm not this time, but I still will, will store milk, then you're gonna need some milk storage bags and then your Sharpie, you're gonna write the date and time that you pumped that milk and the amount so that you know which one to use first because you wanna use your older milk first. So make sure you have your milk storage bag and bags and Sharpies. Uh, Medela, I got one, it's like a pack of 100, they have packs of 50 bags and then a Sharpie and that should be in your little kit as well. And then for me, I actually needed to supplement initially. My milk did not come in for a couple days with both babies and my colostrum, which is like the clear, the clear, I don't wanna call it milk, but it's like pre-milk was not enough for my kids. So I used Infamil newborn formula and it did not ruin my breastfeeding experience. Our pediatrician is the one that referred me to use that and I was kind of freaked out because I didn't want to ruin our breastfeeding experience, but supplementing for the first you know, day or two was actually really helpful. So I would recommend that you get that either from the hospital if they give it to you or your pediatrician or just go get like a quick six pack, even just, just to have it in case. So even if you're planning on nursing, I nursed my kids for eight months each, I still ended up using that for the first couple days of their lives and it was totally fine. Also, if you know you're gonna be supplementing or even using formula, then you might wanna look at the Holly formula, which is not readily available in the US. It's, they have like different types of milk and so it can be hard to get the Holly formula, but supposedly that's like one of the cleanest, best formulas out there. We used Infamil, we used, we used things from America, supplemental formulas, we use different kinds, but the Holly formula, people really like it, but again, it's like European based, and so there's like distributors usually somewhere in the US, or you might need to order it in advance, it's expensive too. So again, just things to consider that, again, I haven't seen a lot of discussion about any of these things quite yet, but hopefully this is just helpful little tidbits for you guys. All right, the last bucket. Here we go. Ready? If you need to take a break, take a break and then come back. <sighs> okay, last bucket. This one will be a little bit short. So this is for the baby. So again, not the big items, not the obvious items. These are the ones you're gonna really need that most people aren't telling you, but you're gonna eventually figure out you're gonna need these. Okay, baby rashes you should probably get butt paste or desitin, something for when the baby has a red bottom. I like butt paste, it's called butt paste, okay? Now, if the baby just has like slight irritation or, or dryness, you might just wanna get Aquaphor Baby. So it's Aquaphor, but it's actually for babies. Get Aquaphor Baby, and then if, you ha if your baby has like more of a actual like red bottom, more of a rash, then go ahead and you would kind of elevate to your butt paste or your desitin or one of your other kind of like heavier rash type creams but for like more day-to-day -day, I would go with aquaphor especially if you're having a boy and the boy is going to undergo circumcision then that's also a time that you would probably use a lot of aquaphor and anyone that's 
dealing with the circumcision and pediatrician will probably point you to use Aquaphor eventually anyway, but talk to them. They'll tell you when and how exactly to use everything, but just really gentle. Okay, if your baby's gonna be breastfed, your pediatrician will likely tell you that you're gonna need vitamin D. I guess breastfed babies tend to be lower in vitamin D, so they usually ask you to supplement. Talk to your pediatrician about it to find out the IU that you need, like the units. And again, I got like an organic one from Amazon and used that. I think, I don't remember how many IUs ours are, but I can link the one that we have. No suction for the baby, so the little bulbs or the Frida suctions could work if the baby gets a little cold or congestion. We also have a humidifier for the baby. You know, usually that's good for like when the babies are a little bit older, but God forbid your baby needs it younger, good to have those things. Gripe water for gas. There's different formulas here of kinds that you can get for gas, but we used gripe water and there's the nighttime kind. We've gotten that kind. We love the gripe water. The babies, their gut is really developing in the first three months. So especially around three months, two, three months, the baby gets really gassy and you know they get very uncomfortable. So like doing different kind of twisting motions with your baby and little bicycles when they're on your lap helps them relieve gas, but also just having the gripe water on hand. Again, it's all natural ingredients. Talk to your pediatrician. It's just what we use and was really important. They're the little baby nails, they're razor sharp. And so I actually was trained to file the baby's nails and then you could eventually use baby nail clippers. Other people, they don't feel comfortable because their nails are so little and difficult to manage. So they just put on the little mitten so the baby doesn't scratch themselves. And you can just use socks, by the way. You don't need to go out and like buy fancy, like we never bought baby mittens. Some of them, we had some, but anyway, so I always just used a baby nail file. Uh, but you do want to watch your baby's nails and toenails and just make sure that they're not able to hurt themselves. I would also recommend different kinds of pacifiers because you don't know, okay, why pacifiers uh, supposedly reduces the risk of SIDS. If you don't know what I'm talking about, talk to your pediatrician. Again, I'm not a doctor. We opted for pacifiers. So if you're thinking that could be your journey with your baby, then I would recommend getting maybe one or two different kinds, or in our case, I think we have like three different kinds of pacifiers. Babies will tend to like one type the best, and the hospital will give you a standard like Soothe pacifier, which is what my kids ended up loving, but we ended up buying two different other kinds that are night nurse recommended as well, so we'll just see how that goes. We'll see how it works out for our baby, and you know, my sister's son didn't, didn't want the pacifier at all, so totally depends on your baby just so you know it's not a one-size-fits-all every baby's totally different and will have their own unique kind of things that they like or don't like so but having a couple different types will help you figure out if there is one that does work for your baby if that's what you want okay the baby carriers this is kind of one of the bigger items baby carriers i just for whatever reason like didn't really use them that much but this might be something where you might want to try more than one even if you borrow it from a friend. Some of them are really confusing and some of them are fabulous. So there's Archie Pop, which is very expensive. There's the Baby Bjorn. There's the different kinds of wraps. There's there's all different ones out there, but you might want to have more than one just in case you're just not as comfortable or the baby prefers one. I don't know. All babies are different. You have to see what works for you and your family, but yeah, I mean, my babies didn't really, we had like di several different kinds and we ended up using none of them. Um, but you might wanna have one or two different ones on hand just to try different things and see if one of them does work for you. Okay, our baby bath. The baby bath I originally got was really basic, but now I do see that if you can get the a slightly nicer one, the baby bath that circulates fresh water is nice. And also if it has a, temperature on it it can tell you the temperature of the water so that you're not guessing if it's the appropriate temperature and so I ended up getting the four moms baby bath that has the temperature and circulates fresh water it was like $50 so kind of expensive they have basic baby baths too I've had two or three different ones but you don't have to get like that is a total nice to have you don't it's not a must-have I'm just this is something new that I'm kind of I felt like, okay, this could be really useful. 
and it was recommended to me so I'm gonna try it this time but my last two I did not have that kind of like nice nicer like bath like it's it can be super basic but just something that is kind of a nice to have that I thought I would share with you guys okay a baby shusher awesome awesome for our kids so supposedly the baby it's like very loud in the womb and so the quiet noise is like not the greatest for the babies they usually do better with like a white noise machine and then a shusher is good to drown out their own crying sometimes so we have a both a white noise machine and a baby shusher and the thing that's nice about the shusher is that if you're traveling somewhere like in the car and you want your baby to nap and they're crying or you're not really sure then you can just throw it into your mom bag or your diaper bag your dad bag and you just have it and so if your baby is like melting down it, it's kind of a good way to you know turn on the shush or maybe calm and soothe your baby even on the go but we actually use it just for the babies at home so you know obviously you're not going to travel with a white noise machine you can also if you are on the go by the way like another quick pro tip i guess is like you can literally just google like baby white noise and there's all kinds of youtube videos there's pandora there's all different things you can use for that but for us the baby shusher is something that our kids both like really really did well with but again see what works for your baby i would say a uh, plastic changing pads so plastic changing pads are great again especially on the go we actually like to have them throughout our house too i know there's so many different comments about where and how to change your baby but for us just having the plastic ones like babies have blowouts or they pee and sometimes if you don't have that extra plastic like throwaway kind of version like over your changing pad like station either at home or if you're on the go and your diaper bag has a changing pad we still always use the plastic because you don't really want to get those permanent items like dirty all the time so for us we always just order the plastic changing pads on amazon super helpful really low maintenance and then to the to that end we also have little doggy bags attached to all of our diaper bags and what you do is you use those they're like little black ones and you just have them attached to your diaper bag so that if your baby does have a dirty diaper and you're somewhere like at someone's house and it like smells then you can just quickly put the dirty diaper in there and seal it up so it's not like offensive to anybody so those little doggy bags are super helpful we ended up getting so many of them and i've used them a gazillion million times we even use them at our own house so little doggy bags for dirty diapers of course at home we have a diaper pail and all the things but when you're out with your baby or just throughout your house it's always good to have those around and then we always use water wipes just the less uh, irritation the better I never got like the heater for the wipes or all that fancy stuff like I try and do really kind of minimal I know we've gone through a lot of items but I really try not to overdo too many things because it's too much so the things that I recommend I don't know if you guys can tell but they're all really just like high touch really super useful things they're not like the frills type things I don't think going crazy over baby stuff that the babies grow out of so many of these items so quickly that I just don't find it necessary to like go overboard but so again all these things are like my practical things but I would say water wipes again you can get a huge box from Target I like them better than any of the other wipes out there and to this day we still use them on our kids if we need to and you can use them like as an adult if you like need to wipe your face or if you have toddlers when our kids are eating we have them in our cars the water wipes you can they're just water they're just wet wipes that have like nothing in them no sense no scent no irritant great for the baby and then we do put each of our diaper bags one in each car just in case because if you're trading off between say you have a nanny a grandmother your husband it is sometimes tricky to be like constantly like where's the one diaper bag you know and sometimes it's more convenient but it might not be a bad idea to have a second one or like if you got an extra one as a baby gift that wasn't like your your top choice I would just maybe hang on to it because you just don't want to be somewhere and say oh my god we forgot the diaper bag it's always good just to have it as a backup in like the second caretaker's trunk you know have it with diapers have it with the changing pads the water wipes your doggy bags 
you know, just those little kind of items that you always will need, like a change of clothes for the baby because babies spit up too. They have blowouts. So having kind of a backup pair of clothes in the diaper, in each of the diaper bags is always a good idea. You'd be surprised how many times you end up using these things. And then of course we always have sanitizer too, just because sanitizer, especially in today's day and age, is never a bad idea. So all right, you guys, that was really a lot. There was one mom on the blog that was like, or on our March babies due in March 2022, and she was like, I have six kids. I don't need all these items. But I was, I wanted to message her and just say, look, I guarantee you probably already have all of these items in your house. You just don't think about it if you have six kids. So this really is like what you really need. And again, Depending on your situation, you may need some of these things, you may not need them, but these are just things that I've used successfully in the past. So I hope this was helpful. If you are pregnant and you have friends that are pregnant, please share this on your social media, You know, text it to your girlfriends. If this is helpful in any way, please rate me five stars. I really appreciate just the love from you guys. If you have comments, anything you want to add, you can go to my Instagram. So at Kimberly Lovey is my Instagram and I will start posting and linking some of the items as well. But let's see, this was basically in response to Kylie Kuletti. This was for you and for Courtney. Let's see, there was a lot of people that said, can you please let me know? Samantha Lee. So a bunch of you guys out there were really interested. Maya, Maya Billings. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of women out there that wanted to hear this. So again, if you think this is helpful, please share it, post it on your social, text it to your girlfriends. All love. And uh, I'm sure whatever journey on with your baby is going to be the most perfect, beautiful experience, even if it's not exactly as you planned. I would not stress about, you know, your baby's going home outfit and your hospital bag. Like, just you're there for such a short time you guys hopefully god willing you're there for a short time it's really not a big deal it's kind of like going on a trip for two days like just grab the basics and go but yeah i mean i get that you want to be prepared as well so like you know no shame in that but as you can tell there's many many other things that hopefully you can kind of redirect your energy on that are going to be a lot more useful for you. And I just really hope this was informative and helpful. You ladies are beautiful. You're special. And I can't wait to see pictures of all your sweet, sweet angels. And I hope you have a great rest of your pregnancy. And I hope that this was helpful. So with that, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your love and support. And I will talk to you soon. All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram at Kimberly Lovey and let me know your thoughts about today's show. You can screenshot this episode and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and tag me at Kimberly Lovey and we can share it on our stories. I will see you again, same time, same place next week.